High Vibe Nation is live. Welcome to the High Vibe Nation, where we have set out to raise the vibration of every human being on the planet. Your hosts on this journey are Sherry Gideons and Pamela Aubrey. So let's join them now in their current interview with a high vibing individual. Hello and welcome to the High Vibe Nation, the number one positive media show focused on raising the vibe of the planet, a space for you to remember the power within you. It's a love revolution. Welcome everyone. Such a joy to be here with you this evening and to have our very special guest, Greg Reed. For over 25 years, Greg has inspired hundreds of thousands of people to take personal responsibility, to step into their potential of their greatness. And as such, his life of contribution has been recognized by government leaders, a foreign princess, as well as luminaries in education, business, and industry. Mr. Reed has published in over 100 books, including 28 bestsellers in 45 languages. Titles such as Stickability, The Power of Perseverance, The Millionaire Mentor, and Three Feet from Gold, Turn Your Obstacles into Opportunities, have inspired countless readers to understand that the most valuable lessons we learn are also the easiest ones to apply. He is known for being founder and CEO of The Secret Knock, an exclusive event and professional collaboration community focused on partnership, networking, and business development. He is also the producer of the Oscar-qualified film Wishman, based on the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. For his work in mentoring youth in his hometown of San Diego, Mr. Reed was honored by the White House. Thank you so much for being here with us this evening, Greg. What a joy to have you. Raising the foundation. All right. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Boy, I, whenever I hear someone read that type of stuff, I go, I want to meet that guy. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, and as you know, on this show, we love to talk about being high vibe, which I know you're very good at. So tell us what it means to you to be high vibe. Well, it's the energy that you put out. You know, there's a great quote by Abraham Lincoln. He says that people are as happy as they make up their minds to be. And for myself, I choose the always good attitude. And what that means is, I remember I was going through a checkout one time at a cash register. And the person would keeps asking the people who said, how you doing, how you doing? She didn't care, she's just in the motions. But people kept saying the same things. Fair, find a middling. And then someone said a double negative, not bad. I says, I'm gonna come up with a double positive. So when I went through, she goes, how you doing? I went, always good. And she stopped and looked up and goes, how can someone always be good? And that right there became the catchphrase that I live by today. Oh, Perfect. That. That's so awesome. Well, and you know, the thing that I love the most about you is that you bring so much fun and you really draw out of people that joy. And so I've always appreciated that very much about you. Yeah, well, we, we, we attract the tribe that we want to vibe with, right? And that's it. You know, the law of attraction works like this. We don't attract what we want. We only attract more of what we already are. So we can see exactly where we are in our life by the, you know, circumstances around us. It's the same thing if you go, again, to a store and everyone seems to be in a bad mood, chances are you're feeling that yourself. The next day you go and go, hey, everyone's so happy here today. Chances are you are as well. So it's a good Geiger counter to do a check-in sometimes to see how you're doing by the outside perception of what you're seeing. 
I love that. I love that. And I know one of the things that you talk about is that happiness takes practice. So what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been working on a project for a while called The Secret of Happiness. And the whole idea is happiness is a moving target. There's no such thing. So what happiness is to you is different than, you know, to me, to the next person, the next person. Happiness is only the definition in which we give it. That's the secret of happiness. So, for example, right now I'm thinking what make me happy is maybe a really good dinner because after this interview, I'm going to go get dinner. And then after dinner, I'm saying, well, maybe if I went to the beach and the sun setting at that right time would make me happy. So it's a moving target. And once we realize that happiness is the definition we get it, then we might be careful what we ask for because we might just get it. Mm, wow, that's so awesome. And, you know, I love how you bring forth all that wisdom and you've been involved in so many different things. And of course, we know so much about how you're involved so deeply with the Napoleon Heal Foundation. Tell us about how you got involved with the Think and Grow Rich series and a little bit of, a little bit about the story behind the story of Napoleon Hill. All right. Well, that's setting up for a big one, everyone. It puts you like the T-ball, right? So go ahead and home right. Hey, you know that's me. That's right. In 1908, Napoleon Hill was given a letter of introduction by the richest guy of the world, Andrew Carnegie, to go meet all of his friends and sphere of influence to write the first ever formula for success. A hundred years later, the Napoleon Hill surviving family and the foundation gave me a very similar letter, opportunity to meet today's top icon. So I have a Willy Wonka ticket to meet anyone, you know, that we want to get access to. And we write the Think and Grow It series with amazing people like Sharon Lecter, uh, John Shin, and some of these amazing other folks that are carrying the teachings forward in a brand new way. Mm, mm, I love it. Yeah, so incredible. And so if you, and this is kind of a trick question, but if you had to pick a favorite book, which one would it be? You know, there's so many of them, and, and, and I'll give you the glimpse of them. You know, we talk about Three Feet from Gold. This book's a phenomenon. I mean, it went 45 languages in the first, you know, six months. It's the first book in history that was actually published by Barnes & Noble themselves. We did a joint venture deal. And then the follow-up book of Stickability was really cool because we got to find out how people didn't quit. But this is one of my favorites I did with Bob Proctor. It's called Thinking Grow Rich Thoughts or Things. And we always realize, you know, your thoughts are things, what you think is your reality. Well, we, we also realized after sitting down with people that were interviewed for Schindler's List to the people that started Pictionary and Hugboot, thoughts are not things. It's only thoughts backed by massive action become things. If thoughts were things, again, I'd probably be a slice of pizza. <laughs> but when we're done and I go get pizza, my thoughts become reality by the actions in which we take. And Bob Proctor and I sat down with top neuroscientists and physicists and Harvard professors, and we realized we have 64,000 thoughts a day. And majority of them are called ants, automatic negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're the reptilian part of your brain to protect you. So if thoughts were things and tens of thousands of majority of them were negative, then everything would be chaos and drama in our life, but it's not. It's only the thoughts in which we take massive action become our true reality. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I was, I, you had given me the movie Stickability at Secret Knock, 
gosh, probably been, I don't know, six or seven years ago now. And I remember something that I really attached to in the moment when, you know, because you know the movie's fun and it you're kind of like got that beat going on. But one of the things that it said right in the beginning is it says the world is yours. If you want it, come and get it. How do we all have the power in our hands? What do you mean by that? Well, abundance, wealth, prosperity, happiness, success is already around us. The only limitations are the ones that we put on ourselves to how much we deserve to have. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's why some people have nonstop happiness of you know relationships and other people have abundance of money. Other people have health and wellness. They're attracting it because they're putting more of that out into the world. And also you can see a reflection of what they see themselves and what they're willing to accept. Think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. To sit there and say you want something, but you don't have it, just means you don't really want it bad enough. Mm. That's so great. So in working with youth, how do you encourage them? How do you teach them to do that? Just see what's possible and to start seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinions. Remember, opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, inexperience, like all your family, friends who don't know what they're talking about, counsels based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. If you go to a family friend and say you're going to start a new business playing Fortnite, they might talk you out of it. But if you go to the EA games that are now given $3 million, you know, championship trophies away for playing it and ask them how to get involved, they're going to give you a different story. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people that are getting the results that you want. Duplicate it for yourself with your own spin. You can have it too. Wow. That's so cool. So, I mean, one of the things that I love about Secret Knock is that you're interviewing people who have been very successful in all areas of life and they've experienced different levels of success and they've been able to make it stick. What have you discovered from the interviews with these people that, you know, how they were able to persevere through certain challenges of their own in their mindset and then shift their mindset to create these different amazing levels of success? Well, successful people, surround themselves with people they have respect for, not people they have influence over. Surround yourself with people you have respect for, not people you have influence over. First there's a dream, then there's a challenge, and then comes victory. Most people give up in the challenging times, and they do that because they're asking for opinions and surround themselves with people and peers that you know look up to them. The secret of success is to look for people that are getting the results again that you want. Look. When I wanted to become a best-selling author, I went to Barnes & Noble and I bought every best-selling book. I didn't go to the best written books. I didn't want to be a great writing author. And I asked the best-selling authors how they did it. And again, I found their system, their solution, added my own spin, and here we are today. Mm. So, and I think um, this raises a good point, Chris's comment. So how much you know, do you think belief has to do with taking the actions that you need to take it's huge again you know it's interesting some people say you know i got to believe it to see it i think you got to see it to believe it because what happens is that repetition breeds confidence mm -hmm. so it's that same type of thing if you know i watch someone else hit a home run and i go oh i can do it too and i miss well chances are you might give up but if you get up and you kept hitting until you hit a home run chances you'll keep going because you experienced it so I believe people got to put themselves out there and give themselves an opportunity for success. Look, Napoleon Hill, when he wrote Think and Grow Rich, the biggest chapter was called The Six Ghosts of Fear. And they talked about the fear of old age, the fear of loss of love, the fear of 
you know, poverty. I don't think that's the big fears today. I think the fears are the fear of pain, the fear of loss. The big one, the fear of judgment, the fear of criticism, what other people are thinking. And the funny thing is no one's thinking about you. They're dealing with their own life situation right now. You know, there's that old quote, what would you do if you couldn't fail? Throw that away. What would you do the moment you start stop caring what people thought? I mean, would you start that business? Would you ask that person for a date? What would you do different? And right now is that perfect time to get started. No one's looking in your window. No one's looking on your phone. This is the time. If you've been sitting on that book or that movie or that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, this is the time to get going. Mm. Now, what it, what, I know you got to go through so many of the old writings of Napoleon Hill and the vault. What did he say the key to success was no matter what we do? Well, my favorite part in the point it was the opposite of what everyone else thinks about. You know, he wrote all these amazing books on success and leadership, but there was an unknown thing that we wrote about in stickability, and it was called the three causes of failure. He says, there's a countless amount of information to be successful. He goes, but do these three things, and I promise you'll fail miserably. And I thought that was pretty spectacular. And it came down to, number one, the inability to get along with other people. If you're a jerk face, Chances are you're not going to have a lot of success in your life. Door number two, it's procrastination. Putting off tomorrow what you can do today. And the third is giving up too soon. Never give up three feet in gold. Wow, that's so powerful. So yeah. if you, you know, if you're someone who, let's say, you know, you're trying to take on the idea of starting a new business. Maybe you've been thinking about it for a while. You know, you're kind of in that place of like, oh gosh, should I? I don't know. What do you say to those people? Well, again, I would sit there and say, who's getting the results I want and reach out to those people. And I'm going to add a word to that. Who's getting the results that I want for myself today? So for example, if I was going to start a brand new restaurant chain, a good friend of Secret Knock is Gene Landon, founder of Chuck E. Cheese, but he did it 40 years ago. I don't know if it'd be the same today. So I'd go, who's doing five guys or in and out and say, hey guys, what's the new techniques? What are we doing different? And I'd ask them for counsel. And one of the most important things we can do is be very careful where we're getting our information from. Mm -hmm. Here's one of the biggest challenges that I've discovered. And I'm guilty of it. Les Brown's guilty of it. Bob Proctor, everyone is. We would get on stage and tell everyone the greatest lie ever to fake it till you make it. And now all these up people are uprising and they're faking it so they're making it. And people are getting discouraged because they're hiring them and not getting the results they want because they're not a credible source. Right. I think we got to change that. I think it's time we draw a line in the sand and go up to people and ask them, show me. For example, if someone wants to teach you to write a best-selling book, why learn and pay somebody who's not even in Barnes & Noble? Right. You know, if you want to be a public speaker... Why would you hire anyone that's not on the top 10 speaker list on Inc. Magazine? If you want to make a movie, why not go to someone who's been nominated for an Oscar, or Emmy, or something of this nature? Surround yourself with people that are getting the results you want. Mm -hmm. Do you think that being flexible is an ingredient that we need to be um, mindful of on this path of taking action and surrounding ourselves with the right people? Absolutely. You know, Truett Cathy gave me the greatest little aha on that one. I think it's three people old. He said, if I'm sitting on my sofa and I want to get to the end of the street and that's my goal, I have to get my backside and take action. He goes, the planner is going to plan every step and where the pause. He goes, stop planning. He goes, look for opportunity. Did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out to make my journey short? 
If I get lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor and hitch a ride to the end of the street. Either way, I'll get to my goal. I'm just not so caught up in exactly how it has to happen. That is the key to entrepreneurial spirit. Mm, love that. That's so great. Well, and so with that, I know you talk about creating circumstances. So what are some other tools you use for doing that? Leverage. Surround yourself with people that, you know, work your strengths, hire your weaknesses. Right now, for example, you might be sitting at home and have the greatest cool little logo design for, you know, a, a t-shirt line, just hypothetically. There's another guy that makes t-shirts and prints them, but he can't go to work because everything's shut down. Another guy who makes kick-ass websites and he doesn't know what to do. Well, collaborate together, put your resources together and start a new business. So when things come out of this situation, you're the new hot trend. There's so many ways to start collaborating that people start, need to literally start thinking, you know, differently on that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so much of it too, you know, comes down to fear because a lot of people won't even ask. And, you know, because a lot of it has to do with ego too. And they want it really bad, but then they won't even go out there and ask for help or, you know, a mentor or what have you. Back to the fear though, their fear of criticism, yeah. the fear of being turned down, the fear of judgment. You're right. You're, you're reinforcing exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And again, people are coming and go, what do you say to them? I go, sucks to be you, because you won't do it, but I will. And that's the reason why we've had some of the successes we have. Mm -hmm. and, you, know, you can't force success on other people. It's like lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You know, sometimes people come up and say, you know, I hate my job and my relationship sucks and the thing. And they go, what should I do? Stop doing that. <laughs> You're the one who lied on the resume and, you know, went to a job that you didn't want to go to. You're the one who you know, ordered this person and begged to be in a relationship that you're not happy. And we are, you know, human beings that can change the course of our own history because we're the ones that are creating our own history. Right. But how do you overcome it? I mean, I mean, how do you help a person overcome that fear um, to, you know, to create these higher levels of success in themselves? You know, it's baby steps. And it's also having the courage and the fortitude to surround yourself with mentors, you know, a mastermind group. Look, I'm doing the coolest mastermind group ever here in my house in San Diego. You know, we're all quarantined up and I can have five people at a time and it's intimate, it's strong. And I tell you, there's no fluff, it's just kicking each other, you know, on the tail side, because a good mentor will tell you what you need to hear and not what you always want to hear. And that's what we need. Look, a mentor is somebody that gives you the old wise inspiration, and then a coach is someone you hire to keep you going. So a mentor might say, you need to lose weight and work on your backhand in tennis, and then you hire a gym instructor and a tennis coach to actually make those things come to life. Right now, surround yourself, invest in yourself, Surround yourself in mastermind groups and people that can uplift you because literally they can separate yourself from the 95% who dream of success to the top 5% who do it. Mm. I love that. And then how do you respond to the naysayers? How do you respond to the people who, you know, want to shoot your idea down before they even know what the idea is? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't respond to that. Thank you. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I yeah, love that. I feel like that happens. You know, the the people who are often on the cutting edge, doing things that no one else understands really at all yet, are, are the people who get that the most. And and then ten years down the road, everyone's going, "Oh my gosh, that's genius!" Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like when, when, years I, ago. when I did my first book, it was called The Millionaire Mentor. I was turned down by two hundred and sixty-eight publishers, 
agents and printers in a row. The 269th one said, we'll do your book, but you have to change the title, beginning, middle, and the end, because I wasn't a good writer. And so I hired a great ghostwriter, and they breathe life into it and become a phenomenon that's now led me to impact the lives of millions of people. When we did our movie, again, everyone told me every reason why we'd fail, we couldn't do it, why it wouldn't work, but we didn't listen to it. All what we did is we surround ourselves with people that would, you know, be encouraging. You know, Debbie Fields, founder of Debbie, Mrs. Fields Cookie, said, in life, one section to the side, we have a cheering section. These are the few and far between. They root us on and encourage. The other side, the cheering section. They rain on our parade and boo and tell us every reason or fail. She goes, it's up to us as a grand, you know, grown adult to stand in between those two and decide which one we actually listen to. So for myself, I only listen to the positive feedback. It can be based on me making changes, but you can't just tell me that sucks. I need to hear that sucks because here's what you could do better. That I can grow by. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I had read in the Sickability book, too, is you talk about the importance of insight through necessity. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that one was, are you alluding to, let me see, Steve Wozniak, I think? Yes, yes, Wozniak said that. It's, it's so funny. I've been in 106 books and 45 languages, and I get this type of thing. People go, remember that story in that time? I got I to go through the Rolex in my head. And so, I know that about you, but I know you know. Yeah, so Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple Computer, by the way, they hit $2 trillion of net worth, by the way, uh, today. And so him and Jobs, when they got started, I said, was it easy? He goes, no, he goes, brutal. He goes, we had no money. He goes, we want to take machines that go from point A to point B, and Hewlett Packard would have 20 of these little microchip processors because they had all the money of God. He goes, we can only afford one chip. He goes, Job sold his Volkswagen. I sold my calculator. We pulled our money to buy one chip. He goes, so I took a tour Packard machine with 20 and I'd pull away five and get it to go from A to B with 15. And then I'd pull away five and make it work with 10. Finally, we went from A to B using the one chip we could afford. He goes, we were not trying to be innovative, cool, aerodynamic, slick. We could afford one chip. But by embracing that as an opportunity, we found the shortest, cleanest path. And by doing that, we change the way people do personal computing for the rest of the world for the rest of their life. He goes, where could you be in your own business right now if you stop looking at something as your greatest challenge and obstacle, but it could just be your greatest blessing and opportunity in disguise. Mm -hmm. Well, and how do you kind of encourage people or how do you direct them to sort of you know have the faith in themselves or the courage to take that first step even well if they don't have faith in themselves they don't have faith in themselves so surround yourself with people that have faith in you come on how many times i'm going to repeat this thing surround yourself with the mastermind group surround yourself with people you have respect for mm -hmm. work your strengths hire your weaknesses i don't know how other ways we can say it but the fact is you can look in the mirror and write every stupid meme and positive quote and instagram things but if that doesn't get you going, find somebody as a buddy system to encourage you. Somebody that sees more positive in you than you can see in yourself. That is the key to success. That's the key to personal achievement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I you know I was watching that too. One of the one of the um, conversations that you have that I really loved. I can't think of what his first name is now, but his last name was it Diamondus or Diam. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Peter Diamondus, the yeah. founder of the X Prize. Yeah. Yes, I love I love the answer that he gave to you 
you know, in that in that whole movie. It was so awesome. Yeah, boy, you're going deep on that one. So what he said was, while everyone is doing such magical work to make this world a better place, me and my friends are doing everything possible to get off it to create the perfect planet somewhere That's else. Right. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I can't believe we pulled that one out. That was great. I, I, I'm so glad you did because when I listened to that, I was like, whoa, that's deep. Well, and so with that, how, how do you feel like that ties into some of the principles that Napoleon Hill teaches? How, you know, how can people take what he is teaching and then translate that into these same ideals? Well, it's not the teachings, it's the application, right? I mean, we can see all the teachings we want. Look, we all need another book, a seminar, a webinar, like a whole med. What we need to do is start applying and taking action of what we already know. And so that is the key to everything because it's the action and the law of attraction that makes our dreams come true. You got to think it, you got to feel it, but ultimately you got to get off your ass, you got to take action, and you got to do it. So all the principles are amazing and time-tested. It's about actually applying them into our lives. That's when we start seeing the results. That's so interesting. So what? how does that apply to what you call the principle of relaxed intensity and action? What does that mean? Well, it's like on a ship. If the ship is going down and the captain comes out and goes, holy crap, we're going to stay. And all of a sudden starts freaking out, everyone will freak out. But if it comes out in a relaxed intensity and says, listen, everyone, here's our situation, and gives you a calm, directed thing, chances are everyone can get off safe. That's how we are in life and business because everyone is watching. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're freaking out going, I got no customers, things are going, and you cut the prices and discount and you're, you're just tripping out, people see it. And what happens is that our brand integrity keeps decreasing. So my mentor, David Corbin, says you have to accentuate the positive and illuminate the negative. That means nowhere in PMA, personal, you know, positive mental attitude, does it say to avoid reality. What you gotta do is put a spotlight on. I remember when one of my books, I think it was Stickability, I had like all these amazing, you know, quotes and I had all these uh, five-star reviews, but one guy gave a one star and said, it sucks. And I go, Dave, what am I gonna do? I'm so embarrassed, what if people see it? And he goes, illuminate it. So I sent an email out to 35,000 people and said, hey, everyone, stickability seems to be flying off the shelf. Everyone loves it. I'm getting all these five reviews. This guy says it sucks. <laughs> what do you think? With the link. And that day it became a bestseller again worldwide. Love it. It's amazing. So what what is what was your biggest challenge or what has been your biggest challenge in life and how did you overcome it? Every day is a challenge. I, I, I I keep taking on things I have no idea what to do. I, I'm, I'm the least qualified guy to do everything I take on because I have no idea. So again, I didn't know how to make a movie. So people go, oh, it's easy for you. No, it's not. What I did is I got on this thing called Craigslist. Don't tell anyone it's a secret. And I said, hey, I'm looking for someone who can write screenplays. Someone responded. They wrote the screenplay, directed the movie, produced it with me, and won all these awards. The realities are you can have every BS excuse in your life or you can take massive action to make those dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and it, it makes me think back to, you know, to those moments all of us have. We have those moments of, we could call it adversity or being just stuck. And, and so how do we define those 
you know, those cul-de-sac moments in ourself and conquer those. Well, again, people know what they need. So again, mm -hmm. if, 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 if you're your best life coach. <laughs> Let me yeah. just tell everyone this. It's so funny because I can sit down in front of somebody and they can go, I want that, I need this. But unless they're willing to actually accept those things, have you ever given guidance to somebody who asked for it and they didn't do it? You guys, anyone? The reason is they didn't feel that they didn't feel they were ready or they deserved those responses. Therefore, that's why they didn't accept it. That's it. Mm -hmm. I stopped trying to change people a long time ago. You know, again, one of my core things, I'm doing a TV show now. Again, what do I know about TV? Nothing. So I decided to make my own TV show, shot a pilot, and now I'm talking to the founder of the E Entertainment Network about possibly putting a series together. And the realities are, I just, how did I do it? I ran a list, uh, an ad, where do you think? Craigslist. <laughs> I've heard someone to come film a TV reality show. And they're going to help me write one. And I found a way to do it. But the point is, is that you don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to be great, like Les Brown says. Mm -hmm. That is the key to everything. Mm -hmm. Are we getting any questions or anything? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you feel is kind of your greatest accomplishment so far? Oh, yeah. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Larry. Hi, Christopher. Hi, Larry. Those are our big fans right there. What up? I like that. That's awesome. What's the question? Oh, I was just asking, what do you feel your biggest accomplishment is? My son, Colt. Oh, my gosh. He's the greatest thing ever. In fact, uh, his audio is now on Amazon or you can stream. He has his own Spotify channel. I mean, why not? He's eight years old. But back when he was a kid, seven years old, he had the number one spoken word uh, album on Amazon. Uh, I'm the businessman. <laughs> it's his mantra where he sits there and says, I'm happy, I'm powerful, I'm brave, I'm wise, I'm worthy, I'm successful. I help people. My name's Colt. That's so awesome. I remember when I remember when he was a baby and you were literally, what were you doing? You were carting that kid all over the world in his car seat. You know, flying back and forth to Arizona when you guys were getting ready to film the movie Wishman. Yeah, and it was really interesting because he has no idea of re his reality. It's so funny. Today he got into private school, and so all he's known is Ocean View homes and nannies. And so you know, I can't, I can't imagine what he's going to have to say to his therapist later on. Except my dad was too positive. I can see that one, but that's about it. Yeah, and I love that. I love that you brought that up because especially with what's going on right now with the COVID and the kids being out of school and not being able to have that interaction. But at the same time, kids are going to school and experiencing a lot of negativity. And here you are from day one bringing these positive principles, these positive ways of being to him. And what are the things that you share? I mean, give us an idea, a viewpoint of that. Yeah, what's possible. So what we always do is look at the solutions to everything. And I also, you know, he's a free range, you know, child in, in, in our world where we're letting him discover, you know, what he excels in and then feed him more of that. So the first seven years of his life, uh, my former wife, Alan, and I, and by the way, I've got the greatest ex-wife in the world. I'll just, I know. I'll She's amazing. And so what happened is we co-parented him where we focused less on reading, writing, you know, skills like that. And we focused on communication how he can tell us when he's angry or hungry or wants something or when he's uh, frustrated or he can no go negotiate a Twinkie off the neighborhood kid. And we taught him communication skills. And now he's getting caught up with the other, you know, grammar, gram, 
say it, I can't even say it. So that's where he learned it from. And the whole idea is that he now is excelling in his age group because he's learning how to communicate with such a high level. Mm, love that. Yeah. Wow. So what do you say to parents who are going to be, you know, homeschooling and making this transition, you know, how to kind of do that with their kids in a way that honors their kids and maintains their own space at the same time? I, I tell you what, I promise you, I will never write a parenting book or something with <laughs> kids. I will tell you some of the experiences I'm going through. So for example, I was doing a podcast last year and a woman gave me the greatest one aha nugget I ever had with my kids. And she said, hey, do you reward your son for you know, making the bed, doing the laundry, all the stuff he doesn't like to do? I go, absolutely. I want him to learn how to make money, to buy his stuff. She goes, oh, that's a shame. You know what? She goes, oh, you're ruining your child. That's, that's just such a bummer. And I went, okay. I go, I want to hear what you're saying. And she goes, think about it. From the earliest time that kid's alive, you're training that kid the only way to make money is to do something they hate. Mm. And so right then and there, I went to Colt and I said, we're going to change things up. I go, listen, I, I like my little internet memes and my Instagram stuff. Why don't you make cool videos for me, which you guys all see him all the time. So he started doing those and I started paying him his allowance and his money for doing what he excelled in. And then I said, hey, we're going to do the laundry maker thing because that's the contribution back to living in this incredible lifestyle that you got. And so we changed that paradigm and everything shifted right there. Oh, I love it. You know, and that leads me to think of you, too, as a child. Where, you know, from the upbringing you had and the different challenges and experiences you went to, and now you're raising Colt differently, how does that apply for you now? I mean, do you find yourself ever going back to that old behavior and that old way of being? No, I think that's the coolest thing about being a late-life dad is, mm. you know, I let my kid kind of train and teach me as we go along. I actually listen. You know, I remember, you know, one day he was getting bullied at one of the other schools he was going to. And I says, I, I, and I, I taught him this lesson. We're driving back. And I says, listen, if a kid says words to you, what does it mean? He goes, nothing. Words can't hurt me. I go, if a kid pushes you, what do you say? He goes, I warn that kid not to push me or I'll push back. And I go, if a kid hits you, what do you do? He goes, I knock him out. And I says, okay. And I, and, and we're getting to school and he goes, but shouldn't I just tell my teacher first? I go, yes, it's actually the right answer. Don't listen to me because that, that is the right answer, right? So many times I'm learning life skills from someone who's a little bit smarter than me. That's awesome. I love it. Well, and I love this idea because, you know, I think this is something that is sort of a new concept to actually allow our kids to pursue their interests and then encourage those in a way that they're maybe building those that were things that we, you know, might prefer they they invest themselves in. Yeah, and so, I agree. Well, they'll tell you everything you need to hear. I remember one time it was near dinner time and my son was putting away all of his toys in the garage because we had it all set up. And I said, dinner's 15, he goes, okay. Five minutes later, I go, hey, dinner's almost ready, okay. At time I go, dinner's ready, he goes, okay, I'm almost done, I'll be there in a second. And being a dad, Get your butt in here and eat dinner. And he comes in and goes, Dad, you're a beep, beep, beep. And I went. And he froze. And I looked at him and I said, you said that in the exact right context. <laughs> I go, but why am I a bleep, bleep, bleep? And he goes, well, all I wanted to do was put away the toys so when I was done eating dinner, I could go to bed and I didn't have to worry about it. And I went, well, you know what? You're absolutely right. 
I go, but you don't talk to your dad that way. Let me teach you about respect. But you're absolutely right. I apologize. Let's finish this up. And I went out and did it with them. But right then and there, my parents age would have beat my butt and put me to bed. And it would have reinforced me not doing something that was such a great little thing. So I'm making sure I'm listening and paying attention along the way. Oh my God, that just brings up a perfect, perfect thought in my head around, you know, think about the kids from our era and how we were raised on, you know, money. We had to worry about money. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. It was very control and negative, you know, to, to, to have control over us. And then now fast forward, here you are bringing a child up in a much richer opportunity where he gets to own his power where you didn't like say you know what i'm going to spank your butt or anything like that but what you're saying is is you know what let's communicate and you still get to own your own power yeah and even with the money thing so my son up in his room he has his own safe and he wants to keep the he wants to be in control of the family um cash so he's got like a little vault up there and whenever i need money he gets he's, he's like the banker and it was really cool because he gets to learn how those things work. And then when his you know private tutor comes over and needs a parent, goes to the thing and keeps track of everything. And so I want him to learn all this thing. Also how abundant things are because the realities are he understands that he can't have it all. But when you have, can have it all, you also realize you don't need to have it all. And I think that changed the paradigm. But when you're told what you can't have and you're repressed from it, then all of a sudden you desire it more. If I told you you can't have sugar, you're just gonna crave sugar. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you guys got me for about another eight minutes, just, just so you know. Okay, good, because I wanna ask you, how much of honoring our kids do you think comes from learning to honor ourselves? Well, 100% because they're watching. So how I act and how you know we act is the way that they're gonna act. And you constantly see it. Again, I'm a late in life dad, but I realize when people came over and I was shooting pool with my buddies and betting them 20 bucks in a game, and all of a sudden I overheard him and he's playing with his friends and goes, I'll bet you a juice box. And I'm going, uh oh, <laughs> I just I just implanted that, right? So I got to be careful of certain things. So they're always watching. Uh, I love that. I love that. So what's next? I mean, Secret Knock is, you know, you've taken a whole new route this year and you've taken it virtually. And now we still have one planned in March. Tell us yeah. a little bit about how that's going. Well, Secret Art for September 2nd, we're, we were supposed to do live, but California won't allow us to do events right now. So we're going to do a live virtual one just for our, our members, not to the public. We're bringing an astronaut who did five spacewalks. We're bringing a top neuroscientist who does brain maps. We're talking and bringing in some amazing guy who's filling the elevator to space so in three pieces of old all these amazing human beings. And then in March, we're gonna do the live event again. And I gotta tell you right now, it's gonna be incredible because I decided to etch a sketch and make Secret Knock a little bit different with my uh, partner, Bonnie. And Shannon and I sat down and said, what can we do differently? And says, look, we've heard from Frank, we've heard from Brian, we've heard from all of our friends. How do we start going finding some of these kids like in Africa that are building computers from trash on the side of the street? How do we go start seeing these new things that are coming out so the next Secret Knock in March will set the new standard, trust me, in personal development. Ooh, amazing. Wow. <laughs> How to follow up on that? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's 
cool. So between the TV show, the things, I'm doing my mastermind group. And by the way, it's mastermindgroup.com. You can go check it out. It's five people in my house where we go face to face and I bring in a couple of my mentors. And again, we put you in a hot chair and we see what you're working on, what you need help with, and then we give it to you. Fast and fierce. It's like a it's like a fire hose. It's not for the weak of heart, but it's for the people that really want to do something. Mastermindgroup.com. That's it. But tell us a little bit of, a, a little bit about that mastermind. What's involved in it? Well, what happened is they started something called the Mastermind Association. Again, with Bonnie Fallon and with Shannon Parsons. And what we did is create a systematic, like Robert's Rules version of how to run, host, and maintain mastermind groups. Unfortunately, the term has been you know messed up because a lot of people are selling these $25,000 masterminds where you sit in the living room and they sit in a semicircle and just pitch you stuff all day. That's just a mini seminar. So what we did is we created a system where we start and say, all right, there's a homeless guy down the street. How do we help that person through these times that we're going through? And as a mastermind, we get out of our own space. And as a selfless mind, we work on helping that person. And then each person gets something, an opportunity chair where they say, hey, here's my business. Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I need help with. And then we go around and ask clarifying questions. Like if you went to a doctor's office, you don't just say, give me pills. And they just give you pills. You got to see what's wrong. And then they offer feedback based on that information. So we've correct, uh, uh, created an incredible step-by-step -step process where people can get certified at the Mastermind Association and run host and maintain their own mastermind groups the way they're supposed to be done. Wow, that's really incredible. So what is kind of the long-term vision then for all of this? Keep going, keep creating. You know, the biggest project I got going right now, my favorite is my, my number one uh, all-time iconic human being that I you know, know, his name is Jim Stolberg. He wrote a book called The Ultimate Gift, and it's my favorite book that was ever written. And he and I are writing one together right now. Phenomenal. So much so that we think it would be the next major motion picture. So I'm excited to be playing with these things and growing our businesses and doing things. So for some people see all these challenges, we're seeing opportunity for growth and expansion. So when we come out of this after a year of COVID, I promise I'm gonna have at least five major events, uh, programs, things, because this is the best time to dig deep and do something you've been putting on. Well, and I love the idea that, I mean, you've written already, what, over a hundred books? Well, I've been published in over a hundred and something books now, but that means I wrote a forward forward and afterward, I did a blurb, they interviewed me, I published it, I co-authored, I authored, whatever. So it's really neat. In fact, the first uh, book I ever got a big endorsement was from Brian Tracy. And just recently, his new book that's out at the bookstores at Barnes & Noble has my quote on the back of his book. How cool is that? That's way cool. <laughs> Simba. All right, I got to get going here. All right, well, tell our, tell our audience how they can get a hold of you. I've got your website up on the screen. There you go. You can find me anywhere. Uh, the best thing right now is actually Instagram. If you go over there to Greg S. Reed, direct message, it goes right to my DM. There's no buffer or anything like that. The only thing is I don't want to talk about the weather, what you ate, your kids. But if you sat there and said, hey, I'm working on a business challenge, what should I do? What book should I read? I promise I'll get back to you right away. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Well, Pam, go ahead and tell our audience members how to get a hold of, how to get a hold of us. 
You well, can find us on the web at thehighvibenation.com and you can find us on Facebook at The High Vibe Nation. And you can also find us on Instagram at The High Vibe Nation. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for being here with us today. As always, we appreciate all of your support. We love each and every one of you. Thank you for sharing this out. Oh my God, this has been fully amazing to hear Greg Reed, who is you know involved with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. We all know the Think and Grow Rich series and how powerful that is. So once again, thank you so much. And until next week, we just want to say that we are going to have Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen on the show Monday evening at 5 o'clock p.m. And we're going to be discussing their book, Ask, Build a Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And we're super grateful for that. So please put a reminder um, on your calendars and when we post it make sure that you click get a reminder because this show you do not want to miss goodbye everyone goodbye everyone thank you so much from everybody here at the high vibe nation we want to say thank you for choosing to raise your vibration and of course, please like, share, and subscribe. If you need to find us on the web, check us out at www.thehighvibenation.com. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode and keep high vibing.